Ooh, fun facts, facts of fun with Allison and Caitlin. Hi, welcome to Fun Facts Live. I'm your host, David, and with me today is Allison. Hello. Caitlin. Hi. And RJ. Hello. <laughs> All right, um, let's see. I, from what I understand from our pre-show banter, um, we have some corrections coming up. Oh, wait, I gotta do the ad. You gotta read the ad. Okay. All right, all right, all right. Fun Facts Live is brought to you by Wardsman College. You've just landed your dream job, the junior grape collector position at the world's premier imagination factory. With the help of your new friend, Bingo, it's time to explore neighborhoods, gather words, and earn grapes to power imagination. You'll need the company app to get started, so what are you waiting for? Visit wordsmancollet.com to download it from the App Store or Google Play. Okay, I made it. All right. Um, so, Caitlin, you had some uh, you had some corrections from our previous show. I have a, I have a correction slash and a, and a clear and a I don't know an answer I guess to a question that was that was posed in the episode I was not around for, but I am here to answer it now. Yes, please correct so, it. We don't want to have we yes. don't want to have like egregious errors on the podcast. Yes, podcast. I know. You don't want to have like rabid French-speaking fans <laughs> sending you angry things. Anyway, yes. um, okay, so uh, so two weeks ago, um, RJ, your fun fact was about like different forms of the word you in mm-hmm. in different languages and, and in English. Oh, and so yeah, you talked a lot about fun. Spanish. <laughs> Spanish has two, has the, has two different, you know, in, in two different forms still in common use, the the mm-hmm. uh the like singular uh, formal and um, informal yeah formal and informal okay okay so so french does and you you kind of you were saying that a lot of romance languages still do this and so i can confirm that yes french also has this um so the the informal form in french is to tu and so very similar to spanish and the formal mm-hmm. version is vous v o u s not however RJ pronounced it. That is the correct that. part. Um, and the, the kind of uh, answer slash also, I guess, kind of a question since RJ, you do know Spanish. So in French, the two form is only for talking to a single person who's familiar. If you are talking to a group of people, even if they're familiar to you, so your, your group of friends and you use the vu form, and if you're, you know, if it's formal, like you're a student talking to a teacher or you're talking to someone, your boss or someone who's, you know, senior to you in some way, you're expressing respect, then you would use, also use the vu form. So it's both formal and plural. And I'm curious wow. if Spanish is the same way. Yeah, so Spanish has singular informal tu and singular formal usted. Oh, um, and, okay. And generally, uh, the plural formal in, in all of Latin America is ustedes. So literally, you know, plural usted. Um, but in Spain, they use vosotros, which uh, <laughs> my one Spanish friend who I talk to all the time, like whenever she uses vosotros, I'm like, uh, you know, I can understand it, but I don't know how to conjugate those verbs because in the U.S., when you learn Spanish, they say, don't bother with vosotros because no one in Latin America uses it. 
Got it. Uh, huh. I think maybe so there's even more forms. That's interesting. Yeah. And actually, I, d- I don't know if I even mentioned this, but in, in Argentina, and I think sometimes in Colombia, uh, they use uh, vos instead of tu. So it would be, you'd say tu eres, you are, but in Argentina, uh-huh. it would be vos sos. So they have like their completely separate dialect. And when I first started talking to, like two of the first friends I made starting like when I was, you know, getting into these communities where we speak Spanish were, are from Argentina and one of them used both or sauce, and I was like, uh, explica, like, I don't know what you're saying. <laughs> uh, but, but now I know <laughs> Argentina is different. All right. Well, thanks for those corrections, Caitlin. And by the way, Caitlin yeah. is our, um, uh, French translator for Mass Solitaire. So yeah. thanks to Caitlin, you can play Mass Solitaire in French if you so choose. That was a that was a fun project. I think uh, it was it yeah. was it was way more work than I thought it was, going to, <laughs> yeah. but it was fun. I mean, I mean, it was fun to just kind of pick at it a little bit here and there, and not, you know, feel like I had to sit down and do nothing but that for a whole day. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is a lot more work than anyone thinks at, at first. There was someone yeah. who um, on the Discord who said they who volunteered to do the Spanish translation and got through about. I don't know, 20 or 30 <laughs> translations. And it was like, this is, this is too much. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. I, I mean, I part of the, the problem, well, part of both the, the problem and the fun part was that I had to look up a lot of kind of, I guess, like not uncommon vocabulary, right? I didn't know what like the jargon, cards jargon. were called in French. I didn't know what, and it's not a direct translation. And I didn't know what certain other yeah, like, like kind of and there's all kinds yeah, of words that... well, well and actually that's the i think that's the that's really the interesting part of translation is when you can when you have to kind of take something that doesn't have a direct translation and figure out how am i going to convey mm-hmm. the same meaning and it's like a look it's a lot of looking up synonyms and and thinking about how you know what what should I actually translate and what should I just kind of leave right. in English and let it be? Because the term match three is, seems to be, maybe they say match trois. I don't actually know. Um, <laughs> is, but, but it just doing some searching in terms of French, French speaking sites. I mean, they just call, they just call them, you know, match, match trois, <laughs> match three. I mean, match the, the numeral three, even though, match the word match in french pretty much means exclusively like a tennis match or a a football match right (laughs) not a not a pair or Uh, a set set of of things so um so yeah so actually that was like the very first i remember going into this translation project and and like the very first thing i come up come up against is this how do i translate the word match (laughs) (laughs) oh yeah because i remember oh no this is not starting off well i remember right away so i think i i think i skipped that one um in the the little the translation website that we were using um where where everything is all broken down into these little these different strings and stuff and i was like i'm gonna skip this one and come back i'm gonna do some easy things for a while and so i I went i remember though you telling me i had auto translated it with a machine translation and you said it translated match into like the word for a like a match for like lighting like oh, that's flame. right. It did that. So for like yeah. lighting a, a cigarette or something or a candle, like that kind yes. of match. Yes, the <laughs> fire kind of match. Yes. <laughs> I was like, well, that's not right either. That's definitely not right. <laughs> yeah. 
yeah, machine yeah. translations are but, not but that because, great yet. But, you know, in the internet age, a lot of words, I, you know, very specialized words have kind of just become co-opted from English into other languages for, for very mm-hmm. casual, you know, internet-y kind of conversation. So, so I was like, what of these can I just kind of keep them? So I think, I think I'm maybe even like power up. I just left it as power up because I was like, they're, they're good. People are going to know what that means. Yeah. <laughs> it's its own term now. It, it has transcended English at this point. <laughs> yeah. The, there's some pretty crazy stuff that, um, there was a lot of, uh, complications in the coding. Like how do you put together, uh, in particular plurals when, yes. um, different languages have different numbers of plurals and including like, um, Alice, who will, uh, my friend Alice, who um, is a native Russian speaker, who will be on the show in a couple of weeks. Um, she, she translated Russian and um, there were, there's four plural forms in Russian. Oh, and boy. then they, um, there's many different word endings depending on which of the four plurals you use. So it, got, it just got crazy <laughs> trying to figure out how to do it. A Russian translation, yeah. but um, yeah, so that it was a it was a fun challenge all all around trying to get it, yeah. but then ultimately I got it in Match Solitaire into what about five or six languages, so I think yeah, so, yeah. <clears throat> including um, Chinese simplified Chinese, which yeah. was oh my goodness, that was <laughs> that was especially <laughs> challenging just to, just to get a font that has enough characters mm-hmm. in it uh, mm-hmm. to display the the text so mm-hmm. anyway um yeah good times with language translations yeah. but uh, thanks for the corrections but i understand yep. you also have a f- another fun fact yes i have today. a i have a regular fun fact as okay. well okay um and it i uh anyway no i won't i won't spoil that okay so <laughs> the the my my backstory <laughs> to why why this fun fact came to mind today um I was actually last night complaining. I was like, I don't know what to do for my fun fact. I don't know what, I don't have any ideas. And I looked at my list that I, that I keep and I went, oh no, I've done all of these already. Uh Oh, Uh -oh. (laughs) so, um, so anyway, but then I was, um, this morning when I, when I got up, I was sitting in, in, in an armchair and I was drinking my coffee and I, and this particular armchair is in a corner of the room, but with the kind of almost up, almost all the way up against the wall. And, and as I watched Rosa walked, Rosa is my cat. Rosa walked in and she, uh, wanted to get behind the, this chair. And I thought, Oh, you're not going to be able to fit. Um, because of the way that the edge of the chair is kind of up nearly up against the wall, but she did, she squeezed this very little space into the, the little gap in the corner of the room behind the chair. And I was really amazed that she could even do this. She's, I mean, she's a pretty small cat, but still I was like, I'm surprised your skull even fits through that space, but it did. And then the rest of her body just followed just like, like if she was an eel or a fish or something. Um, she's a lot of fluff with a small body, but anyway, what this, what this reminded me of is my favorite fact, my my favorite fun fact about octopuses, Oh, okay. <laughs> which is that octopuses, because they have no, no bones. They have really, and they don't even have an air sac inside them. Um, they can squeeze through very, very small spaces. In fact, the only really hard part of their body is their beak, um, which is, 
basically like a bird beak. Um, but it, but on, even on a very large octopus, this beak is not very, is, is not big. So you can, you know, easily hold it in your hand, even for a very large octopus. And so they can fit through. And it's also narrow. Like if you look at it in, I don't know, like head on, it's going to look, it's going to be pretty, pretty slim. It's, you know, if you think about a bird beak, right. If you look at it head on, it's pretty skinny. And it's only when you look at it in profile that you see some actual width there. So an octopus beak and cephalopods in general, it's fairly, it's similar to that. And so octopuses um, can fit through basically any hole that their beak can fit through. Wow. Oh, wow. So I was trying to figure out what the, like to put some numbers on this. And I found, according to National Geographic, a 600 pound octopus has been known to fit through a hole the size of a US quarter. Wow, that's yes. insane. There are some amazing videos on YouTube of octopuses fitting through very small holes and they just, it, they're not quick about it. They, they it takes them a little okay. time, but you just kind of, they're just like one leg and then another leg and then they squeeze a little bit of their head and then they squeeze a little bit more. And it's like, it's amazing. Wow. Um, but most of that, what you think of is their head is actually, is not their brain. It's not filled up with their brain. It's really kind of their body. It's called the mantle and it's very soft. Um, and so their brain is a small piece of what's inside that head like okay. area okay so. wow that's yeah that would be yeah. something to see i might have to post a video in the show notes um yes i i can i can i will give you a link to a good one similarly um, i don't know if this is a real fact so this is going to be have to be fact checked but i heard that if a, a cat can fit its head through something the rest of the body can go that's you true. know, it probably depends on the cat. <laughs> that's true. That's true. If it's a really if you have one. a skinny cat, <laughs> yes. If you have a fat cat, I don't think so. No, no. Garfield no, is not fitting through a little hole. It's the whiskers. They use their whiskers to measure. That's actually I started drawing Rosa because that's where I thought you were going with this. Um, yeah. They, they use their whiskers to measure. No matter how fat your cat gets, the the whiskers are going to be the width of the the widest part of their body. So if their whiskers uh, can fit through, <laughs> then they know they can fit through. Yeah. Oh, uh, fancy. <laughs> That's pretty handy. So do their whiskers get longer as they get chunkier? <laughs> I guess. Ah, <laughs> uh, that's, that's a pretty good Yeah, pretty so cool I guess, feature. so RJ, if you just want to complete the picture of Rosa, she is a black cat. Ah, well, nice. I'm going to have to... Uh, just FYI, so if maybe she'll be a very dark gray in here. <laughs> if you feel <laughs> like uh, uh, continuing with that part of the drawing, it's up to you. Oh no, wow. <laughs> everything's black. <laughs> okay. Um, Wait, did you okay, so oh, oh, also, also, so footnote to my fun fact: um, octopuses is the correct plural form. Okay, I also it's looked this up. Um, okay. It is not octopi. I mean, it, octopi is kind of commonly used fine and octopodes i think is also sort of oh. used but um octo p-o-d-e-s is the ending there and but the and so the reason and i am not a linguist so maybe rj will know more about this than i do um that the reason that it is octopuses has to do with well the root the octo the name octopus comes from Latin 
and but the octopodes like putting the podes and suffix on it is greek so that's like a mismatch and of language roots language origins and then the octopi is would be properly latin but it has to do with like declension which i don't even know what that means and um basically like how latin is conjugated it's not the proper it's not the proper thing i don't know i don't know exactly i don't know the details but that's okay but it is but octopuses is the is the correct if you want to be really proper about it octopuses is the correct that's funny because it does not sound correct at all to me i would i know because we all grew up saying octopi (laughs) like cacti yes or we just still only talk about them one at a time so we don't have to worry about this. Yeah. Yes. Okay. <laughs> All right. Allison, what fun fact do you have for us today? Um, mine is also about a sea creature. Look at that. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it, it comes, so we were on vacation last weekend. Yes, um, which was awesome. Which was really fun. And we were at a historic seaport museum yeah and i saw a plaque and i was like okay that can be my fun fact (laughs) Um, oh i saw this plaque yeah um so any guesses about what america's first fast food was i can't guess because i know (laughs) like a particular chain is it still in existence it's not it is the individual item of food oh i see yeah fish and chips RJ, any guesses? Uh, crab cakes? <laughs> Ooh. According to this historic seaport plaque, <laughs> the answer is oysters. Oh. oh. Yeah, so because they were very readily available in the waters um, around New York and New England, they could just be kind of harvested. Scoop them up. Scoop them. Mm-hmm. And then um, kind of sell them in a little cart along the waterfront with different preparations. Yeah, no cooking needed. No cooking needed. Um, So apparently it was, they, you know, like fresh oyster carts were particularly popular in, you know, New York City and um, New England, particularly in New Haven, Connecticut um, in the 19th century. Of course, kind of industrialization, particularly in those areas, there weren't really any natural oyster beds after about 1900, but that is considered to be um, America's first fast food. And I, we learned a lot about oysters on our yeah. trip. And um, I had a favorite fun fact about, about the, the oysters. Okay, go for it. That is, if you are if you are born born an oyster, uh-huh. you have a one in four million chance of a living. Yeah, of surviving to your, <laughs> to making it to a. Was it called a bet? Uh, no, what's it called? A yeah, basically growing up. Basically growing up, yeah. yeah. Like reaching reaching maturity where you could yourself reproduce? Um, uh, not even that, that No, settling in, oh. like going from the larvae stage to like the settling stage. Yeah, just to oh, get just to yeah. get attached Coming, somewhere and yeah. start, start your... Oh, to becoming sedentary, yeah. 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 Huh. Yeah, only one in four million. You know, I met a lot of... A lot of mollusks are similar. I think so. I think so from what I was yeah. from what I was reading. And that's, you know, not great odds, but it reminds me of 
I, I don't know why. You know how, like, certain things from your childhood stick in your brain, and you're like, that was oddly traumatizing to me in ways I didn't fully oh, yeah. understand at the time? And I was absolutely thinking about the walrus and the carpenter from Alice in Wonderland. I don't know this. Uh, I don't remember this either. Oh, um, <laughs> essentially, the walrus and the carpenter happen upon an oyster bed, and they trick the mother oyster into leaving the baby oysters uh-huh. in the oyster bed, and they kind of like dress the oysters like in the shells of like baby bonnets. Okay. And then the walrus and the carpenter eat all of the baby oysters. Aww. It's very, oh, it's very why'd they, sad. Why'd they go to the trouble to dress them up then? That's weird. Yeah, it's well, they happen upon them all dressed up, but yeah, I could just. Oh, they I, were already all dressed yeah. up. I see. Um, I'm not going to be able to do this justice. I'm gonna they just eat try the to... baby oysters? Oh, you're going to read something. Yeah. Um, okay. The walrus said to talk of other things, of shoes and ships and sealing wax, of cabbages and kings, and why the sea is boiling hot and whether pigs have wings. Callo, Calais, no work today, we're cabbages and kings. Uh-oh, oysters, come and walk with us. The day is warm and bright. A pleasant walk, a pleasant talk would be a sheer delight. Yes, yeah, should we get hungry on the way? We'll stop and, uh, have a bite. Ahem, but Mother Oyster winked her eye, and, sh- and sheer heavy head, she knew too well this was no time to leave her oyster bed. The sea is nice, take my advice and stay right here, Mum said. Yes, yes, of course, but uh, aha, aha, the time has come, my little friends, to talk about their thing. Da, 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 da. Yeah, over and over again. Baha, now, let me see, a loaf of bread is chiefly what we need. Listen now, how about some pepper and salt and vinegar, eh? And they just kind of slowly get dressed to be eaten. It's a, it's rough. <laughs> it's rough, but yeah. So it just it reminded me of. It's terrible. Wow. <laughs> the, the tragic life of oysters. You get to be one in four million chance of settling somewhere. You get to be three inches long, and off you go to market. So. Yeah. That's yeah. that's how big you have to be to get sold and eaten. Yeah, it was very interesting. Uh, we also saw maps of, um, you know, what was a natural oyster bed, but then that quickly disappeared. And yeah. then they started, um, like, sectioning off parts of the water to create um, artificial oyster, oyster bed. beds. Yeah. And then they would, they would farm those. So, yeah, and all kinds of interesting um, equipment to get the oysters off the whatever they're attached to. Yeah. Yep, yep. Yeah, it was pretty fascinating stuff. It was. We read about one ship that harvested 65,000 pounds of oysters in one day. That's insane. And that was still in the 1800s, so it's yeah. pretty incredible. <laughs> yeah, pretty amazing. Yeah, yeah. And David then, doesn't eat them. And then but Allison I do. ate a bunch of them. <laughs> and I feel, I I feel guilty about it. They're delicious. So, I'm but not yeah, David those. stays away. No. Not, I'm not a real, I'm not much of a shellfish eater, although I did have some lobster because, you know, I had to do like the locals do. Yeah. <laughs> I had some yeah. lobster mac, which was delish, I gotta say. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> all right. All right, so that's, that's the sad life of America's first yeah, class. Yeah, that was kind of depressing. RJ, I hope you have something a little more upbeat for <laughs> us to, to end on. I- I do. And actually, mine is not going to seem related, but it's related to related to Caitlin's backstory. Oh. <laughs> because, so my backstory is uh, today, um, this afternoon, I'm going to the Dallas Columbian Festival. Uh, so I'm also related to our 
our pre-show <laughs> talking about Spanish and stuff. Probably going to be practicing my Spanish today. I'm a little oh, nervous. Cool. <laughs> but um, so I was looking up um, facts about Colombia. And I learned that Colombia is number two in the world in flower exports, oh. including tons and tons of roses. And of course, rose in Spanish is Rosa. Oh. <laughs> so we have Rosa here. Uh, um, nice. <laughs> um, the, the United States alone orders 4 billion roses every year from Colombia, mostly for Valentine's Day. Wow. And the reason uh, the roses from Colombia are so popular and so desired is that roses grow directly toward the sun. So to have a really straight stemmed rose, you, it needs to come from an equatorial country oh, like Colombia. What? Oh, <laughs> um, that's wild. It's also, yeah, it's also the second most biodiverse country in the world after Brazil. Um, and Brazil is several times larger. I don't remember the number, but uh, so I believe it's the most biodiverse like per, per you know, by size per uh -huh. square mile. Um, so they also have over 4,000 species of orchids wow. and they have more birds that more species of birds than, um, I think it's all of, all of Europe. And I believe all of North America, wow. uh, wow. one tenth of all species on earth can be found in Colombia. Wow. 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 <laughs> and is. it's a, it's a relatively small country, yeah. but they have, uh, deserts, rainforests, Andean cloud forests, and savannas. So they have a lot of, you know, sort of built for a lot of biodiversity. Wow, that's that's a lot. That's kind of cool. That's a lot of fun. I know. Um, just living in the Seattle area, that doesn't compare, but it did have a rainforest, sort of a desert in the rain shadow of the uh, of the mountains. Um, and, you know, volcanoes and lush tropical forests. Like, I know, it, it was pretty diverse. And uh, that was a lot of fun just to be able to take a short drive and be in a different type of environment. So that's got to be pretty wild in Colombia to be able to just, like, uh, travel, you know, a short distance and be in a completely different yeah. environment. Like, it's such a... Yeah. It's such a shock to go from like if you go up over the the mountains um, and it's like completely lush on one side and you come down the other and there's like um, what are those things that blow in the wind and Tumble roll weed? tumbleweeds <laughs> yes that kind of thing it's just in just a fairly short diff uh, you know fairly short distance so yeah pretty wild cool well R J um, um, is there a big Colombian population in Dallas, RJ? Is it like a um, what kind I, of festival? Is I'm, it? I guess so. This is the fourth year of this festival. Okay. Um, so the Colombian Independence Day was, I think, Tuesday of this okay. past week. Um, so I think they usually do the festival on Independence Day, mm -hmm. but they moved it like to a Saturday this year just yeah. for for more attendance. You know. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm going, I, I am not Colombian, but I'm going because my my favorite artist, one of my favorite 
singers is performing there and it'll be my first time seeing him live oh. um so i and i actually have a rose tattooed on my arm that's from the cover of his album so like, oh. when i read this like columbia grows a lot of roses i was like oh okay that's you know perfect. now i understand <laughs> you know uh because he he is he lives in miami but he's from columbia and uh i I believe I'm going to get to meet him. I'm so what? excited. I'm so nervous. Like, my hands are sweaty already. Oh. <laughs> Until 3 o'clock, I'm so nervous. I woke up at 6 o'clock this morning. Um, Who is yeah. he? Uh, his name is Fade, F-E-I-D. Um, he's, a, mm-hmm. he's a reggaeton singer. Uh, he just had a new song come out Thursday night. Uh, and if, if anyone's... I'm going to... I'll do our, our little Instagram spiel at the end, but my own... If you want to follow me, I'm Team Fade Texas, Team Fade TX on Instagram. <laughs> oh, cool. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna have to check him out on Spotify. Yeah. I'm assuming I'll be able to find him there. Yes. Cool. Yes, definitely. That is exciting. We'll have to hear about it next week. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm be... I'm really excited. <laughs> That'll be fun. And speaking of next week. A uh, friend of RJ's uh, will be a guest on the show next week. And RJ, can you tell us a little bit about what we can expect? Yes. Next week, we have a special guest, Maria, who is in our Twitch chat and in Discord as, yeah, well, whatever. Yes. Uh, so some might recognize her name. me. <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> um, she is my best friend. Um, she lives in Sweden is is from sweden we actually have never met in person and i believe uh maria correct me if i'm wrong i believe next week the podcast will be the first time i've heard a voice so that should be fun oh wow, <laughs> um, wow. yes yeah. awesome. but she is a uh writer a translator a reader and book reviewer uh sometimes book reviewer i'm not sure if she does that so much anymore um Whiz at Word McCallit much better than I am, and uh, overall great person. So she's gonna. I think she's. I don't want to spoil, but I think she's gonna give us some Swedish fun facts. Ooh, so it should be fun. To that. Be awesome. We can all have another ins- language lesson. <laughs> yeah, some inside knowledge from from Sweden. That's gonna be fun. Yeah. Yeah. She says that is correct. So yes, <laughs> I have a. I ha- I heard something about Sweden that I would be curious to know if it's right or not. I, d- I don't think it's significant enough to be the fun fact. But is it true people <laughs> only buy ca- candy on Saturdays? Like, that it's like considered wow. like impolite to oh, buy ask, candy on other days. Let's ask Maria next week. <laughs> yeah, Maria, we'll be prepared. Out. <laughs> We're gonna have a lot of questions for you. Questions about Sweden. Yeah, this year, so every year I learn a little bit more about Eurovision. This year she like explained to me a lot more about their song, the European song competition that's every year. Like every year I learn a little bit more about Eurovision and a little bit more about like (laughs) the World Cup. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> this was her and my Spanish friend like explaining all this the, like European stuff to me so I'm now like kind of an expert in Eurovision <laughs> yeah, except of, not really yeah, it's kind of funny that, like I didn't really have any exposure to the World Cup until I worked at Microsoft and there's, there's a, in the tech industry there is, there's a lot of diversity um, well in terms of nationality anyway not in terms of gender but um, anyway uh, when the World Cup 
it was not. It was always like everyone reserved all the conference rooms, <laughs> and every conference room had the World Cup. Thing. So, so I I learned to appreciate. It. it took a little while because I think as compared to American sports, um, I don't. I just feel like we don't have the patience really to watch a game that might not <laughs> ever have a score or maybe mm-hmm. one point. <laughs> so mm-hmm. you really have to learn to appreciate the play and not necessarily the scoring because um, you don't get to celebrate that too much. But um, uh, it's funny that you're speaking of um, Eurovision because I didn't know anything about Eurovision until I spent some time in Malta. <laughs> and then it was a big deal there and there was like uh, like a group from Malta that had done really well in Eurovision. Oh one year and they were, it was like a source of national pride <laughs> so, <laughs> that was a lot of fun yeah. um anyway okay i'm really excited about next week learning some fun facts about sweden yeah. so don't forget to join us there and rj where else can they where else can people find us uh, yes. If you like the show, follow us on all our social media. We're at Hot Try Games on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and TikTok. Uh, if you're not watching on Twitch right now, we're also Hot Try Games there, where we stream the Match Solitaire Daily Challenge and then record this podcast live every Saturday morning at 11 a.m. Eastern. Also, sometimes I might stream drawing or playing games or something else randomly whenever I feel like it. So follow <laughs> us. <laughs> yeah. uh, like, subscribe, leave a review, and tell your friends. Yeah. Absolutely. All right. Well, thanks, everyone. I guess that's it for us. We'll see you again, same time, same place, next week. Take care, everyone. Bye. 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 Ooh, fun facts. Facts are fun with Addison and Caitlin.